0: You're listening to a sermon podcast from Paramount Church in Columbus, Ohio. To learn more, visit ParamountColumbus.com. Well, good morning. It's good to be here. Thank you, Court, Bill. I don't know if I like this upper level. This may mess the camera up, but you can adjust that. (coughs) (laughs) Okay. You turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 5. A couple of questions before we get started. How's your spiritual imagination? Rush said it is necessary for us to work and grow on our spiritual imagination. So, I hope that you are. A couple of weeks ago, he brought that to our attention as we look and we work our way through Revelation. How is your spiritual imagination? It caused me to question myself a little bit because you have to be careful with that. You don't want to add to the scriptures, but there's plenty in the scriptures to have a vivid spiritual imagination. How great is your God today? I could not, and I have many songs that I wanted to sing today. I even called Sherry on Monday and said, who's in the band? And then I just said, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just going to stay out of it. I'm tempted to, to meddle. Um, the songs are, are absolutely perfect. Isaac's prayer, absolutely perfect. In the, in the culmination of coming into the Scriptures in Revelation chapter 5. How great is your God today? How is your worship? I well, always we seem to long for better worship. A closeness to God. I hear more like, I'm, I'm having time, but I just don't feel close to God. How is your worship today? I'm hoping, and my prayer is, I didn't mean to be negative on the other song about the response. I hope, my prayer is today, that we all grow in these areas, in our worship, that we would never sing that song the same again. That every week we walk in and we hear, we try to make application that we're growing and then we're, we're, we're maturing in the Lord. Let me pray for us and then we'll begin. Father, we come in the powerful name of Jesus. And asking that you will accomplish your work and your will. And that we will be encouraged. My desire is for you to be exalted really, really high today and that we will be encouraged that we will in in truth and in love and that we will be challenged in some areas by your spirit not by me not by emotions however I will be very passionate for a longing for people that will pursue you with everything they got at a high great cost for as we have sung you a worthy grow us in your worthiness today we ask all this in jesus precious name amen title of this message heaven has a problem revelation chapter 5 have you can you think this is a great way to start what's the lowest low that you've ever experienced What's the highest high that you have ever experienced? Those are two things that probably didn't happen in the same time frame. Or at the same time. They probably won't happen. I looked for illustrations and I really couldn't find one. But you could find a lot of lows, lows. Something that's like, I wouldn't even want to mention. And then there are highs, the greatest high to us. We're looking at a passage of Scripture this morning that goes from an extremely low, low to an unbelievably high, high. There is a range of emotions in this passage of Scripture that I hope that you will hold on to this as we will pick up from chapter 4. That this scene is continuing on and it is going to explode and that you could come to this passage You should just make this foundational in your life. There is such great hope here in this passage of Scripture. So when you're struggling and when you're anxious, when you're fearful, when you feel overwhelmed, come to Revelations chapter 5 and read and meditate. And let your spiritual imagination strengthen you by the power of God's Spirit. Revelations 5. I saw in the right hand of Him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed up with the seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll? I was going to kind of animate this, and I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of like tone myself. I saw a strong angel. Cordy and asked, "Go, what's a strong angel?" Does that mean there are other weak angels? You know, whatever. That's just what God chose to put in there. This angel, he's strong, and he's loud. Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? I mean, a thundering, just trumpeting the question: Who is worthy? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And then I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And then one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, from the root of David, the one that we sing about this morning in the song, has overcome, he has conquered, so as to be able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders and a lamb standing as if slaughtered. Your translation may say slain. I love the word slaughtered. It just seems even just stronger to me. It's kind of like the word wretched. We were talking about that in our community group the other day. It just sounds, it's one thing to say you're bad, but to say you're wretched? A lamb. Elders, a lamb standing as if slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. When He had taken the scroll and the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to break its seals, for you were slaughtered. And you purchased people for God with your blood from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You have made them into a kingdom and a priest to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voices of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that is slaughtered to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, Honor, glory, and blessing. And I heard every created thing which is in heaven or on earth or under the earth and on the sea and all the things in them saying, To Him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb be the blessing, the honor, the glory, and the dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures were saying, Amen! Amen! And the elders fell down and worshiped. what is this scroll? What is this book? So I was giving Kim the stuff that he's going to put on the slides this morning. It's like, you know, he's preparing this and all these crazy things that are in here, the apocalyptic language. I said, yeah, we're not going to get bogged down in that too much. What is this book? What is this scroll? There's multiple beliefs, multiple theologians' thoughts. One of them goes to Ezekiel 2, 9 and 10. There's a book there with seals. Daniel, chapter 12, verse 4. There's a book there that's got seven seals. Is that the book? I don't know. There's also just a simple explanation. It could be, this is what's going to happen in, in the rest of chapter 6 through 22. You'll come into next Sunday in chapter 6, and the first seal will be opened. It's the decrees or the counsels of God concerning how it will be with His people as history comes to an end. I don't really know. But what we do know, it must be opened. It needs to be opened. Seems to be such a Heartbreaking, crushing. That <coughs> nobody was worthy to open this. So heaven has a problem. Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? Who can do this? Who is worthy? No one. Is that astounding? No one. Not Adam. Not Moses. Not Elijah. Not Isaiah. How about Enoch? Enoch walked with God and just walked on, on into heaven. He just was no more. Surely he would be somebody who could open the scroll. Not David. How about James and John? They even ask him, "We just sit on the right hand of you." Yeah, they 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 could do it. How about Paul? I mean, he's like the elite of the elite, right? No one, no one. So much so that he began to weep greatly. This is John, the Beloved. Weep greatly to wail. Have you ever been around somebody who is weeping greatly? They're wailing, probably one of the lowest lows. I watched some show on TV and it's like the first 48 hours and it's like, it's kind of bad because it's about homicides. And if they don't get the information they need in the first 48 hours, they're likely not to just figure out who was responsible. And I've watched in a scene where, you know, like the person is still there on the street and a mama will come and they find out that it's their child. they weep wail this is it's greater than that you have times in your walk with the lord that you weep that you wailed reason why I ask this is because I believe there's a direct correlation to how much this is tied to the worship that will break loose here at the end of this chapter when was the last time that we wept over our sin not just confess of our sin and receive forgiveness and move on but I mean, been broken, felt the unworthiness to be called a child of God, to feel that unworthiness. No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able, not one. Are we trying to worship without weeping? I think it leads to self-centered worship. Or at least limited worship. I think it leads to more of I want you and I love you for what you will give me. And you will take care of me. Last week, we were asked to examine yourself. Is there anything that you're withholding from God? Even good things. Did you do that last week? Be careful. Be careful sin is serious we don't coddle it and it's restricting us from growing in that worship to be broken to be crushed how you doing? It starts off with a problem. And I want us to feel the weight of this problem. Because this is what we experience in our lives. But the best thing is, there's an answer. There is an answer in heaven. There is a solution to this problem the answer to the problem in heaven, there's also an answer for us also. Once again, this week, before we move on to point two, if you didn't make some effort to examine your life and say, what is it, Lord? What is it? I can tell you, just moving here was a huge challenge for us. And even in that, it's like, really? Ohio? Can't you stay in the southeast? I'm not going to California. It's a big thing to really say, you alone are worthy of everything. I will go. The answer to the problem in heaven. Verses 5-10. through 10, There is an answer for us also. He comes in verse 5 and he says, the elder comes and he says, Stop weeping. Stop wailing. Stop. Look. Look. Stop your weeping. Look. Behold. And he says, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome. The promised Messiah is what we sang in the song. This is where that song comes from. The scripture that we sang this morning. The lion from the tribe, the root of David, he's overcome. He's conquered. He's conquered. Look, do you see him? He's there. He's there. And what does he say? Verse 6. And I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing. What happened? He said, look, don't you see the lion? No, I see a lamb. That overcame. That conquered death. Standing in power. He's not dead. He's alive." This is the second time in Scripture where you see Christ is not seated; He's standing. Once, when Stephen was martyred, there's, there's, that's impressive. He's being killed. He sees heaven opened up, and Jesus standing. I want to live, man, to make Jesus stand. promised Messiah all through the Old Testament is showing this is what they were looking for. This is who came. He came as a lion, as, a, as the, the Messiah. He conquered by being a lamb. He didn't come with all the power and the force and just wipe them all out. He came and He made a sacrifice and He laid down His life. He gave everything that He had. Not holding anything back from God. And he took the book out of God's hand. That's that's impressive. And nobody even approached that throne. Didn't even come close to moving. Not with Jesus. Jesus stood in victory. Having completed, having conquered, and he went over and he takes the book or the the scroll right out of his hand. The conquering is for the conquering of a slaughtered lamb, crushed, crucified, put to death. John Piper put it this way. He says, the lion gets the victory through the tactics of the lamb. Because Jesus is a lion-like lamb and a lamb-like lion. He has a right to bring the world to an end for the glory of His name and for the good of the people. And what did they do? Verse 8. They fell down. Again, we're talking about this in community group. There's a lot of falling down in these two chapters. Dave say he's going to have to have a new body because his body can't keep falling down and getting back up. Being in this and in that present and seeing him worthy and what he's accomplished and what he has conquered, man it's just a, it's, a, nat- it's a, a response that just causes you to fall down. And to worship. I fell down. Last week in chapter 4, what did they do? They fell down and they cast their crowns and they kissed the hand. Ah, oh, he is worthy. God the Creator, he is worthy. Chapter 4. Jesus the Redeemer, he is worthy. Fall down. He is worthy. He is infinitely worthy. They fall down. They have a harp in their hand for praise and golden bowls full of incense that is for the prayers of the saints. Praise and prayer always go together. It's reminded me of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. God loves the smell of sacrifice. Is that strange? You think of Christ and his in, in in his Death and his conquering, and it was a sweet aroma in the nostrils of God. A sacrifice, an offering. Sacrifice is going to cost you something. It's not a sacrifice if it doesn't cost you anything. Why does God love this? Because you love him more than the sacrifice man when he sees that. Are you kidding? Nothing is sweeter to God than to see that in your life. He knows your struggles. He knows your fears for even going and examining your life and trying to get to that point saying I think I'll go. That's a great step. He understands that but you know Him, He's not going to ask you to do anything He can't do. He's already promised He'll give you grace for everything that you need. And you have testimonies all through Scripture. Don't fear God that He's going to do something unloving, unkind to you. Oh, He loves it because you have this love and this adoration and He is your highest treasure. And nothing will supersede that. No sacrifice that you ask of Me. And you're seeing it in Christ who paid the ultimate sacrifice. We can never even get to the example of Christ. And He is exalted. He is exalted. The lion like lamb left it all. He didn't hold anything back from God. The golden bowls. This is almost just like a side note, but I'm going to go here for just... Here's going to be some application from this section. The golden bowls full of incense. Prayers of the saints. Prayers are pleasing to God. He's saving them in a bowl. It's an incense that's going up that He smells. He's saved them. They're being used as a... Not casting down crowns, but now they are laying down and with harps are going to sing praises and with these bowls are going to give those as a gift of worship offered up to God. Do you have bowls of prayers in heaven? Just take prayers, our prayers. What kind of prayers? All kinds of prayers. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, request, repentance, forgiveness, honor, glory. You'll see as we finish this out, there's a, a verse that's coming and it's and it's going to talk about seven things right there. Most of those first six, or excuse me, first five. I'm trying to do my math. We can't do much with. But the last three, we can do. Honor, glory, and blessing. What are my prayers like? Are they God-centered or are they more me-centered? I just want to challenge you in this and just say, examine again. Time. I hear more than anything. Time. I have a hard time getting up. I have a hard time committing time for prayer. What are our prayers like? This week, application... How is your prayer life? Just, just examine. I'm not, I, don't want, I know this is probably landing heavy. We're going, we're going to finish with an exaltation here in just a minute. But all this is for a reason because you can't be weak in this and continue to grow in seeing Christ in all of His worthiness and causing this kind of adoration to explode in your life. You can't leave repentance out. You will always be weak in your growth. It's a necessary, you can't skip that step. If you do, then we have little growth. And it's just kind of back and forth. Yeah, I'll confess and I love to get the forgiveness, but I'm not willing to repent and cut everything off and turn and go this way. I will not do that anymore as much as God's power will allow me to kill that. Because He is worthy. What in the world am I doing loving this? He is worthy. Look! Look! The lion, the lamb, He has conquered. Examine your prayers. What changes are needed in my prayers? So that they will be there. They'll be in the bowl and I'll be a part of the sweet aroma that's going up to God. My Father, I want to love him, and if that's one way that I can do it, then work on this. Every, every Satan, everything in him will keep you from doing this. There's power in prayer. Three: Jesus' worthiness causes worship. Jesus' worthiness causes worship. Verses 9 through 14. About two weeks ago, I was in a conversation. Seems like a lot of my life is around community group, or at least my memories. Will asked me, he says, What kind of music do you like to listen to? And I told him, well, I listen to a lot of like, religious music, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it but it's gospel music. He go, oh, well, that makes sense. I should have known that. I said, why? Because I'm like the professional Christian or what, what, what do you, you know? But I do. I love to listen. I have a lot of worship music. Man, that just centers you and causes exaltation in your heart. There's songs, like I said, I wanted to sing today. These are great. I would like to play one for you on YouTube. Of a choir and people singing. I'll never forget the time I went to a conference and it was in the Atlanta football stadium. And there's 70,000 men in there and they are singing to the top of their lungs. I've never experienced anything like that. Ever. I would love to hear this song, Will. I don't know what kind of music, what it sounds like, but the lyrics are unbelievable. See this. Take this and work on your spiritual imagination. Let this grip your heart. Meditate on this passage this week. All heaven's going to break loose. We have gone from weeping and wailing to look and see Jesus the Redeemer. And it's, it just keeps building and building, and they're singing a new song. Verses 9 and 10. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to break its seals, for you were slaughtered. And you purchased people for God with your blood from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You have made them into a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. the slaughtered lamb by His precious blood. Worship the worthy land. He alone is worthy. No one else could do this. The purchase is designed for praise. In Revelations 1, 5, and 6, He's already told us, what does He purchase us from? And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to Him who loves us and released us from our sins by His blood. And He made us into a kingdom and priest to His God and Father. To Him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Ezekiel says... 36, 26-27 to says, Moreover, will I give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you? I will remove the heart of stone and from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put My Spirit within you and cause you to walk in My statutes and you will be careful to observe all My ordinances. What have you been purchased from? Your sins. If you go over into um, Revelation 14, 9-12 are just staying in the book. The wrath of God. You have been purchased from the wrath of God. You do realize that the wrath was laying on you. You had no hope apart from this lion-like lamb coming and making that payment. There's no hope. And there's multitudes and multitudes of them out here who still need to know and hear and pray that God opens their eyes and puts this new heart in them. They have a heart of stone. They cannot see this unless we go and you share that Gospel. Verse, Revelation 14, 9-12 It says, Then another angel, a third one, Followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives a mark on his forehead and on his hand, he will also drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. Mm. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast in His image, who receives the mark of His name. He, here is the perseverance of the saint who keeps the commandments of God in their faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.36, the wrath of God abides on them. Ephesians 2.3, children of wrath, having no hope and without God. Romans 5.9 Much more than now, having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. What were you purchased from? God's wrath. That should overwhelm you. Do you see His worthiness? There's nothing we could do about that. Purchase. Bought. You were bought for God. That's just three words. You were bought for God. (coughs) There's your existence. There's your identity. Bought for God. Not anyone else. Not anything else. Christ bought us for the Father. We were objects of wrath. We were made family. We were desperate and without any hope. Couldn't even see that we were in trouble. And yet He turns us into sons and daughters. Purchased for God. Join heirs. You say, We're going to reign. You say, He's going to reign forever. We're going to reign with Him. (laughs) Can you believe that? We were wrath, children of disobedience. We will reign with Jesus forever. We're co heirs, co rulers brought into this kingdom. In verse 10, His kingdom, all provided for, all protecting, all guiding, all satisfying, all access, all the time. When you get down and you get to worrying and you're getting to be anxious and this world presses in on us as it does, run to this passage. That's the God that we have been bought for. made priests, rulers, to reign. This is family from every tribe, tongue, and people, and nation. The greatest work ever done by God, and it's free. Oh, it's costly, but it's free. Every tribe, every tongue, every people, and nation. I hope this will remind us. Our evangelism. How is our evangelism? If we sit here and we look at this This lion-like lamb who is worthy that Jesus is exalted. He is so worthy. Nobody could do what He did. And He's drawing a people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. How is your evangelism? How is our evangelism? When's the last time you shared this worthy, slaughtered lamb with somebody? Because you realize, man, they're in hell. The wrath of God is going to lie on them and it will go up day and night forever. Who will be next to go to the nations? We had a period where we come as a church and we've had sent out missionaries, sent out for a church plant. We don't have anybody in the works here. Not that I'm aware of. But that we were pouring into as pastors and developing them and growing them and knowing securing God's call on their life. Seeing that, developing that, sending them out. Taking the Gospel over to the west side. Who would be the next person to be saved in Columbus? When's the last time we've seen somebody actually saved? Come to faith in Christ. We have a lot of people that have come here from other places, other churches. I'm talking about a conversion. That is part of what God is doing. This is the work, and He's building a people from everywhere. And they can't hear, they can't come to Christ without the preacher, without the ambassador, without those who will go and trumpet the Gospel. It weighs on me. People love our church. They love the fellowship. This is great. They appreciate good preaching. Maybe not quite so good. Really good preaching. It's intimidating to stand here after listening to my pastor. They love it. We don't have new babies coming in. Being born again. Being made new, teaching them things they don't even know about. Showing them here's here's where Revelation is. It's in the very back should remind us again, just a quick snippet. What God is about doing and He's redeeming a people from every tribe, tongue, nation. From the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. I ask, how is your worship? Have you fallen down lately in your worship? Have we wept lately over our sin? Are we broken for people who don't know this precious slaughtered lamb who shed his blood? For us. When all this is made aware, this is the first part of the new song, and it's the saints that started and they singing this new song. I won't reread nine and ten, but we'll pick up. Then I looked and I heard the voices of many angels around the throne, and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. And they're watching this take place and going, huh? We're not standing around, we're joining in. Here's the second verse. This is building. I hope you see this in the worthiness of Jesus. That's what causes this. When you see Him as worthy, man, you will fall down. You will love Him. You will sacrifice. You will go. That's what's happening here. Boy, they see it and they cannot keep quiet. And they're not just singing it. It's with loud voices they are proclaiming. They are so overwhelmed. And it's building and they see the saints start to sing and they're going, here comes the angels. And I looked around and here they all are. Myriads and myriads and thousands and thousands. But so many, how many is that? It doesn't matter. It's beyond your comprehension. But look at it. Look at what it caused. Everything there cannot keep from praising and worshiping and going. Worthy. Worthy, that's what keeps ringing through this passage. Worthy is Jesus. Worthy. He is worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered and to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, blessing. And I heard every created thing which is in heaven or on the earth or under the earth or in the sea and all the things in them saying, Is there anybody left that's not praising? That's not worshiping? That's not overcome with the worthiness of the slaughtered lamb? They cannot contain themselves. Here's the third verse. And they're just singing and they're worshiping. And they're all up this praise. To Him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb be the blessing, the honor, the glory, and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures were saying, Amen. I mean, this is everybody. And all they're doing is like, look at, listen. Look at this. And they going, Amen! Amen! So be it! So be it! And Dave, for the message, we know it's not a translation, but it's got a good way of phrasing things. Everyone says, oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! That's not a good word-for-word translation, but it sure brings some excitement and going... Man, heck yeah. Look at this. Look, look, look. Is he not worthy? Oh, yes. Amen. 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 Worthy. Worthy. He was slain. He was slaughtered. It's the only way that it could happen. Amen. And amen. This is what it looks like when you're down, and when we have those times of repentance, you don't have to worry about we don't stay there and waller in it. That's a good southern word for what pigs do. You don't have to stay there, you got to get there. You can't bypass his step. You'll have little growth if you do. But we don't stay there. Why? Oh, look at Jesus. Run to Jesus. This is preaching the gospel to yourself. This is a passage of Scripture you run to and go, man, look at Christ. Yes, that was me, but because of Christ and what He has done, whew, that's me. I'm reminded who I am. I'm still fighting this battle, but He has put a new heart in me. I will cut this off and I'm running back to you. Run to this chapter. Meditate on it. This is glorious, amazing. This will will help you in fear and anxiety. And say, "Look at what God has done." They have all power, all wisdom, all might, all control. Man, I'll go. Call the dogs. What was the guy's name? I don't know. I just. Dump that on you. What was the guy he was preaching about? And he's getting persecuted. Yeah, Polycarp. That's astounding. Only God's grace in someone's life will accomplish that. He can't do that on his own. We can't do this on our own. It is in total dependence and trusting in that slaughtered lamb and the spirit that he has put in us. Yes, call the dogs. What are you going to do to me? Kill me? Praise God. I'm going to see Jesus in a second. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Amen. Keep your eyes on the slaughtered lamb. Walk worthy of your calling in Jesus Christ who bought you for God with his precious blood. When I survey the cross ends with a love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Romans 11:33 12 to 2 that we read already this morning. Oh the depths and the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became His counselor? Or who has first given to Him that it might be paid back to Him again? For from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever and ever. And amen, and amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, can you hear Paul? in His passion and seeing all of the 11 chapters that He wrote about in the glory of Christ, I urge you, I urge you, we need this today. I urge you through the Scriptures, through God, through His Spirit that is in you, you're a child of God. By the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Encourage one another with these words. I know it started heavy and it needed to be heavy, but when you do that, the exaltation explodes. The range of emotions that happened in this passage. From sheer hopelessness. No hope. Nobody is around. Nobody is able. But oh, but the Lamb is there. He's there. It's all good. It's all good. And it's all good for us. In Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for Your Word Thank you for your spirit. I pray that we would encourage one another to love and to good deeds as your scripture tells us. We all long to love you more. We all want to serve you more. We all want to think about doing mighty things. Just help us with the little things. Just help us with the daily walk. We'll just keep walking and we'll keep loving. You'll keep working Your work of sanctification in our life. You will make us and use us the way that You will. We just want to be a willing vessel, easily molded in Your hands, so we could bring honor and glory to You. We long to have prayers and bowls. We long to do whatever it is that we can say. Worthy is the lion-like lamb. Jesus is the only one. He is worthy. Grow us in our worthiness. Seeing Jesus' worthiness. Help us. Grow us. May that explode in our lives. It will cause even greater love for You. Oh, we love You. Thank You that You're so kind. You're so patient. You don't beat us up. We can come with whatever it is and true repentance and and be so feeling of unworthy and yet You remove it all. Come, yoke up with me. I'm gentle. I'm lowly. I love you. Woe how you demonstrated your love for us. God, we praise you this morning and exalt you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.